Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back again with another show. We've got was this two in two in one week, Jay? I think we're setting new um we're setting new records. Yeah, we need to slow down, don't we? I reckon. Hey, shaking. I don't even know how we're gonna do. We're, we're, we're new to this podcasting, mate. I don't know how it's gonna go. You never know. <laughs> it might not be a success. I don't know. Uh, uh yeah. Well, that's, that's we'll be all right. I reckon. Uh, but yeah, I'm joined by Jay. Nice to have you on again, Jay lad. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good stuff. And we've also got. Empire of the Cops, Farrell Keelan. Farrell, you like to call me the fifth Beatle. I'm going to call you the third Beatle. Oh, Christ, I've, I've, gone, I've gone up the pecking order. <laughs> no, thanks for having me on. Well, I think what you were the fifth, and we had Matt and Tim, so maybe you were well, quick, Matt. I can't do that. Fourth, fourth or fifth or sixth, but now they've both fucked off, so you might as well be the third, uh, lad. You can have promotion. it. Promotion. Christ. If you want it, if you want it, it's yours. 50 people. Go on, then have it. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But boys, that's uh, obviously last night. Um, fortunately, lost to Salzburg one 0 But I just thought we'd have a little chat about that and how we felt about that game. Obviously, um, pretty much two teams first half, and then a few changes half time, and then a lot more changes with the big guns coming on at sixty. Uh, Jay, just thought what initial thoughts on the game as a whole before we before we dive into it a little bit more deeper. Yeah, another good run out. Um, you know, you're playing a team that's already started their season, so you can't really make up a massive. You can't, sorry, you can't really kick up a massive fuss about it, really, because they're already well, you know, sort of tuned in in playing matches and stuff like that. They'll have a point to prove by coming over because we've had, you know, their pants down a few times the last couple of years. So, yeah, it's it, it's one of them, mate. As long as no one got injured, you, that's all you can ask for. And, and there's getting legs in the team and stuff like that. So I, I didn't lose my head over it because I expected it you know most pre-seasons you don't win every single game and you're not really supposed to because you, you are playing two different teams most games so yeah I didn't really think much of it mate to be honest yeah same and Farrell pretty much similar to, to Jay there on, on thoughts as a, as a as a general um overview yeah no I think as Jay's sort of rightly sort of pointed out I think Salzburg's season has already pretty much started so we're at completely sort of different levels in terms of where we want to be. You know, fundamentally, we're still right in the heart of pre-season, getting fitness up, making sure the fundamentals are on point for tactics, with, you know, betting in the sort of new signings. Um, you know, I think Klopp sort of came out even after the game and said we'd, it's sort of been a bit harsh on Darwin Nunes because if he'd been around, sorry, Nunez, um, if he'd been around in the second half with the, you know, 
what, what I perceive to be our first choice um, lads. You, you think he's going to get those kind of opportunities with the better players to feed them the right ball. You know, I think there's plenty there to admire in terms of where he was sort of putting himself positionally, but I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think, if anything, to be honest, I think Cop would have been delighted with that. It was probably the perfect pre-season game. You know, everyone was getting stuck in, probably a bit more, you know, too much for our liking. Some of the challenges from the Salzburg's lot were, were a bit sort of rough and tumble for pre-season. Um, but I think it just had everything in it that you sort of want from that in terms of being a proper challenge, being a proper sort of, as close to your competitive conditions as you can get in a pre-season game. No one came out injured um, as far as I'm aware. Um, so I think, yeah, I think we can't really complain. Yeah, I think it was the was it the first five minutes where uh, Carvalho gets, nearly gets sliced in two twice by the right mm. block and you can see it cuts the clock and clocks like fucking two channel two challenges in the first five minutes but that are a bit too tasty weren't they for a friendly but like you were right, rightly said there Farrell they're at a different level in terms of fitness wise they're going to be sharper than us and etc um and obviously I think we did two sessions the day before training wise I think we might have done a session in the morning before the game as well so we were a bit tired but then that's what this is all about getting players fit and getting players ready for for the new season but in terms of obviously starting eleven, we had Adrian in goal, Mabaya, right back done done considerably well. First sixty minutes before he came off for Trent, you have Gomez, Kanate, Milner left back, then we had Keita, Beshetic. I don't know if I'm butchering that. I think we talked about this faddle on the podcast on the Empire <laughs> the Cop last week, and we were seemed like we were butchering it. But going with Bechetic in like the sixth role, we had Keita and Jones beside them, and then we had Elliot Carvalho and Nunes. Um, I just thought we'd have a little chat about. Bacetic, firstly, because I thought he did. Jay, what do you reckon? He, I thought he'd done really well. Some of the passes that were... One that stands out to me is Adrian plays one into him and he's kind of surrounded by two. And mm. he just takes a touch and he's away from them. And like for, for the fact that he's only 17, and I know we don't want to big him up too much because he's a kid. Um, I think I've worked it out. He was seven months old when we won the number five in Istanbul, which is absolutely mental. Um, but he looks like a really tidy footballer, doesn't he? He looks really good. Yeah, he's a great prospect, mate. Um, I think he was the standout name after the game yesterday. That's what everyone was talking about. And that's always a good thing. You know, people can always say, yeah, well, such and so has had a, a quiet pre-season and all that sort of stuff. But when you've got a kid who's getting his opportunity and he's grabbing it with both hands, that's a really, really good sign. So I'm really, I was really impressed with him. I'm, you know, I'm not even going to pretend I knew anything about him before he'd even kicked the ball. I'm not even going to go there. Um, but... I was pleasantly surprised and it, the ability that lad's got and the potential, like I said, he's not going to get thrown in uh, to many games next season. They might have the odd few minutes here and there if he carries on progressing as well as he did yesterday. So, yeah, it's an exciting prospect, mate. And it's always good to see that the academies and the prospects are there because you can get a little bit worried and stuff. And I know a lot of people always want a big shiny new toy for £50 million plus, but if you can unearth a gem like that, then that's always a good thing. Yeah, and Farrell, it's good, isn't it? Because obviously we didn't know much about him. Obviously we knew he was in the the, the youth team. He was playing centre-half or centre-mid, predominantly centre-half for the fact that he's come into the sixth role and he's got enough confidence to to play that the way he has, obviously, last night and even the game before that where he got the, the Prius, the pre-assist. Is that what it's called, Jay Naisaki? The assist before the assist? It's not called a pre-assist, it's just assist. Um, but it, it counts because 
that could be the better ball, and then I play it to you, and you just tap it to the person who scored. So, I think a pre-assist, yeah, it, it does make my teeth itch, but I love you for it anyway. <laughs> well, there's me trying to be cosmopolitan and get get the ice hockey roots in. I won't be doing that again. No, you keep doing it, my love. <laughs> you keep trying. Lo- I love you little, for it. The little ice puck thingy in the stick and the, <laughs> and the ball in the net. Uh, yeah, Farrell, he was... Pichetta, I've got two here. Oh, Which look at that. I'll have a game later. Um, yeah, Pich- Farrell Bacetic was good, wasn't he, in, in terms of just getting on the ball, making things happen. Obviously got played well last week, played well this weekend. It's kind of one that we haven't, before the se- like Jace rightly said, before the season started, we weren't even factoring him into any type of, when you do like those, those shitty breakdowns on Twitter where people do like, oh, fourth in line to the DM throne is um, this player, blah, blah, blah. Third in line, that's all that shit. He wouldn't have been even in the question. So the fact that he's kind of came in, and maybe the Tyler Morton links to Blackburn maybe has made him a bit more prominent in Klopp's team because he might have went out alone, but it looks like he now he might not. Um, but overall, he, he done he done well again, didn't he? And uh, I think he got 60 minutes again last night. No, no, it's beautiful preseason, isn't it? I think even you know going in, you sort of expected that some youngsters sort of would um, break in, so to speak, into the side, uh, the first team to the squad. Um, obviously, you know Harvey Elliott's already shown his ability last season. You know, prior to that sort of unfortunate injury and after, um, you know, Fabio Carvalho is, is the main one. Looks like completely ready to make that step up uh, to the English top flight. You know, looks phenomenal. I'd be, I'd be. Vastly surprised if he doesn't make, um, you know, the, fir- the first team squad in against City. I, I, I think there's a good chance he might even start um, against Fulham, but we'll, we'll see on that front. Um, as for Bacetic, um, yeah, no, really, really, you almost have to sort of look him up online. <laughs> Just think, you know, he can't be 17 and this good, this composed on the ball already, and what is fundamentally a, a very difficult position, I think, in a Liverpool setup. Um, you know, I, I think you almost. You almost don't notice him as much as you do notice him, if that makes any, it makes any sense. Mm. You know, he's not making any sort of the sort of critical sort of errors in that role um, that you might expect of someone without the experience of a Fabinho. Um, so yeah, no, hugely composed uh, for his age. I think he will definitely, definitely caught the attention um, of, of the coaching staff. And I'd be very surprised if you know at the very least we're going to see him in cup competitions, domestic cup competitions. Let's put it that way. Um, but with these kind of performances, you, you do almost wonder if if there might be perhaps some level of experimentation further on in the season. You know, a few odd sort of senior minutes in the league here and there. I think yeah, this, you, you have to be wary. I sometimes I think it's a kind of um, overemphasize sort of in pre-season. Uh, but if the, as long as they're showing the sort of the signs yeah. at that point. You know, there's there's certainly no harm in giving credit where credit's due. Yeah, and I think that's you hit the nail on the head there. Like, if that role is is made for someone who can get on the ball and make just make those little linked passes, like he, that's what he did. He got stuck in when it was required. One touch pass, one touch pass. That's what he was all about, and I'm sure that's what they do, they do in training and the the sick role. And for B, we know Fabinho is a master at it, so he's got the perfect person to uh, to reach for there in terms of maybe. Taylor and his game on Fabinho and Thiago. You've got two of the best in the world there to look at. So we're, we're quite fortunate. But another player, obviously, you just touched on there, Farrell. Um, Carvalho done done really well. But I just wanted to talk about Curtis Jones, Jay, a little bit because we know that it seems like a bit of a broken record chat when we chat about this because 
we build them up and whatever else and then we don't necessarily knock them down in terms of us but like twitter seems to do it a lot where i think he'd done an interview before the game i saw a quote from paul ghost like he's aiming for 10 goals and 10 assists or on this season and then you put in a performance that obviously weren't high high quality you maybe hold the usual stuff holding onto the ball too long or stuff like that but it's difficult for him because like say his first season the that that was first season was when we had basically Hendo and Fabinho and whoever else center half so he played loads more games than he was meant to that was his yeah. first proper season last year we were full strength he played at less which was is to be expected um, but done well in in parts. I think there was some games where you thought, right, this is where Curtis Jones is going to come alive, and we, we want to see this trajectory going forward. But obviously, you've got to, got to factor in that it was only twenty, so you're going to get inconsistencies. So I would say this is probably his second season in terms of yeah. a full strength team, and he needs to get in there, and he needs to get amongst it. And he's twenty one now, and I know that's still young, but. I think there's there's high hopes, and I think there's a lot of expectancy, isn't he, on on uh, Curtis Jones' shoulders this this year? There is, mate, and there's a lot of additional pressures that the lad has, um, local lad for a start. There's always a pressure when a local lad is on the verge of breaking into the first team and then breaks into the first team. It's very rare you get a filer, um, you know, a McManaman, uh, a Trent, a Gerrard, a Carragher. It's very rare that happens, um, but when it does, the pressure's there. Um, I know this sounds really stupid, mate, but it is the, the it was the very first show we ever did. Squad numbers affect it as well. When you are dropping down your squad number pecking order, there's more pressure. Um, the Steven Gerrard factor, we picked that number. The, you know, people add this shit on top of him. Um, he's not necessarily thought about those things, but those pressures are, are in the cloud around him. It, it's the going back to obviously the most important thing which is his performances they have been hit and miss you know we can look at a handful of games where he's been amazing and stuff like that but then obviously the chances that he's had he hasn't performed probably to what he believes is his, is his best as well so again I am not a complete Curtis Jones you know get him out whatever he should be playing somewhere else or don't put him in I'm always excited to see him play because the lad's got really really good potential my only worry now is is that with the signing of Elliot and the signing of Carvalho, we're not just signing players there that are just going to go straight into the, the the midfield that are going to be above Jones anyway. We're actually picking players that are either age-wise below him, but ability-wise, are they slightly better than him? And that's, if I was Curtis Jones now, I, I would be sort of thinking and be quite worried the fact that because Elliot started, was it, was it four games? Last year, before he got injured, he started every game, didn't he? And that was a big surprise to everyone how well he played. Carvalho's got the, the potential to do that again, and he's already shown it in the handful of games that he's got. So, sorry for going on a little bit, but it, it, it would be a worrying time. But if he's going to do it, mate, you're absolutely right. He's got to just grab every opportunity while he can. Sorry for going on so long. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's a topic that you can we need to, I think, because... <sighs> Like just you see stuff on Twitter, and I know like we keep like I keep saying that it's not the greatest thing, and I know it's a good tool for chatting to people, but you'd have to pick and choose who you chat to and who you listen to and whatever on social media because we know that people just kind of want, like you said, Jay, the shiny new toy that has came through the academy, and you want them to be amazing instantly, and it's not always the case. And you like you said, you, you get compared to Gerard and whatever else and yeah Farah, what are, what are your thoughts on all this it's it, it's 
like Jay said, there's a pressure and there's all those things surrounding the pressure, but there's a, there's still got to be patience, hasn't there? There's still got to be that because, like you said, Jay said, Carvalho's came in, Elliot's come in, Elliot went. I don't think Elliot and Carvalho were by any means great last night. They were they looked good in parts, but they looked tired as well, which is like I said before, the, the extra sessions and whatever else we need to be in tip top fitness going into the season. So it's better to get these performances out the way now rather than when the league starts. But um yeah, Curtis Jones, what are you what were your thoughts on him going into the season? Yeah, and no, I, I saw that sort of quote as well about him talking about his target for the season. You almost want the players to come out. And, you know, he's not come out and said yeah. something ridiculous, um, like I'm, I'm going to hit 40, you know, goals and assists this season. You kind of go, oh, you know, that's it's ambitious, but you know, it's 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 over a bit. Ten goals and ten assists. I think he got five goal contributions um, last last season. So you're talking. 15 more it's not you know it's ambitious but it's not ridiculous um, which mm. is crucially the point I mean I'm, I'm almost in a state of sort of perpetual annoyance and just embarrassment with sort of sections of Liverpool Twitter because you look at sort of the response to that and you, you think you know how, how can you be a Liverpool fan and you've instantly yeah. your instant response is oh he's shit he's the next Jay Spearing um, <laughs> it, it's just ridiculous isn't it you know we're talking I, I, I would call that yeah. I would call that I'd say that's a good thing yeah. to be fair you know don't yeah well, I mean he's, he's, he's back with us now isn't he so back, you know he's, he's helping out <laughs> and he, he wasn't awful you know what I mean by any stretch yeah. of imagination I think, yeah, I mean, obviously he's he's better than, you know, with all due respect to Jay Spearing, he's better than Jay Spearing was at that age. And But I think, crucially, it, it feels almost that some fans treat him like he's a 25, 26-year-old sort of player in the squad. He's been around for a few years. You know, they, they almost treat him like he's Alex Oxley, sort of Chamberlain, you know, had a really, really good start to his season, uh, to his first season at the club massive injury and it's sort of you know mm. we've had better players sort of come in and it's hard to get he's 21 years of age I think Jay's rightly sort of pointed out there are players underneath him where you do start to question ability wise you know are, are they better you know look at how Fabio Cavallo has played in pre-season you, you know he's absolutely fundamentally ready for the Premier League right now as of this moment um, and it's you know it has been better in pre-season but it is pre-season for a reason I think Fundamentally, it goes back to the, to the question sort of what Klopp was talking about his midfield options. Crucially, Klopp sort of came out in response to all the speculation around whether Liverpool are going to sign players like uh, Matis uh, Nunes, which is, we don't need a new midfielder. We've got all these sort of players. You've, you know, you've got sort of starting three. You've got Fabio Cavallo. You've got uh, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott. You even look at, you know, we've been talking about Stefan Bacetic and we've got so many players coming through. I think, I think I'd agree with Jade. There is a slight worry in terms of he needs to be aware of the fact that his direct competition at this point in time will be Harvey Elliott and Fabio Carvalho for a starting role. Um, but I'm not so worried as to the point where I feel it's sort of almost a make or break season, if that makes sense. I think that will perhaps potentially come maybe in the season after this one. Um, you're looking at sort of 23, 24 years of age. Um but yeah, and no, I think I think for him it's just it's just going to be about sort of getting a bit you know more performance, more more sort of outings on the pitch. I think it was twenty seven he got last last season, so yeah, more more minutes on the pitch, more consistency, and upping that sort of goals and goals and assists for Italian. I think that will call that sort of a success for him. Just just important. He's twenty one years of age. I think we ultimately have to sort of treat him like that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And he's not 
he's not 22 till January, so halfway. He's got half a season this coming season to kind of see what he's up to, and then obviously turns 22, and then yeah, we'll see. I think it's one of them. Like, let's have a conversation, a serious one next year after this season, where he's had maybe hopefully more games, and that, like you said, more. Even even if he doubles his goal contributions, if like you said, Farrell, if he had five last year, he gets ten this year. That for me is a a win because it's an improvement, isn't it? Exactly, it's a, it's an improvement, and like you said, it, there's a lot of comp- competition in there. So, uh, but yeah, we could we could do a show just on Curtis Jones. So let's move on a little bit. Um, obviously, Liverpool we lost the game, but the goal scored by Sesco, 31 minutes in, was a good goal to be fair. Um, but they just missed an open goal about a minute before that. So it's kind of like, yeah, fair enough. You can you can have that one because you just missed an absolute <laughs> uh, Really good that Sesco lad as well, actually, isn't it? He looks good, and then all of a sudden, Man United are strongly linked with him. It's one of them, in it like that he scored against Liverpool. Let's sign him up because he can score some goals. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we've touched on Bissetic, Curtis Jones. Obviously, Mabaya done well as well as an attacking outlet going forward. I think he played sixty minutes as well. I think especially in that like second half, just after the break, from forty-five to sixty, just before Trent came on. He looked really good, didn't he, Jay? Like just bombing forwards. Obviously, he's only seventeen as well, but the um, the drive, attacking attacking intent, um, mm. looked really good, didn't it, from him? Yeah, and I think everybody's going to be like that when they get a sniff of playing for the first team, and you know, there's other first teams on the pitch, so you are going to see that. Let's just see if it carries on in the under twenty threes. Let's see if it carries on in the under eighteen. Then he, he's still knocking on the door in the training session, so it's all lovely going on tour with the first team and being picked for that it's great for your ego and stuff like that and when you've got when you're on that pitch you're going to have to show something and fair play to me he, he absolutely did that but make sure you're carrying on that consistency when you're back playing um at the AXA because you're not then going to see another first team training session for a long time so yeah great for him pleased um you know we probably get a run out at Anfield um on Sunday um and yeah, that'll be another big, a big boost for his, for it, for, for his ego for a start, because that's what you need. Uh, you need that um, interaction. And I, I'm sure if he has a fantastic touch and does those runs again like he did, and he does them in front of an Anfield crowd, yeah, it, it it'll do him the world of good. Yeah, it'll have a bit more impact on it, I suppose, seeing him up close and personal. Uh, but yeah, obviously we got to half time, one um, nil down. Uh, Firmino, Robertson, and Morton all came on. For Nunes, Milner, and Cater. I think Morton then goes off again, doesn't he, on 60? So he only got, he didn't get very long, Tyler Morton, poor fella. Um, but then Trent, Salah, Van Dijk, Matip, Fabinho, Diaz, Thiago, and Henderson all arrive on 60 minutes. And that last half an hour, Farrell was kind of like, right, the big boys are on. They kind of dropped another five, ten yards, and we're just like, right, this is a defense, a defensive session. Their coach was just really animated, trying to obviously get the win against the Liverpool side. But it was one of those one of those games where you, we probably could have played for another hour and wouldn't have scored. And I think we were a little bit tired, but you could see the quality, couldn't you? Like the, I just remember the ball from Trent to Diaz. If Diaz's touch is nice, then we're, we're in. We're, and we're, yeah. and we've scored. And Diaz also scores a good goal where. Bobby should release it from maybe a second earlier and he finishes it well. But there was good signs, and I think Klopp said that after the game, there was good signs, wasn't he, Farrell, in terms of us looking sh- sharp, albeit a bit tired, but looking sharp. Oh, yeah, mate. And I, I, w- I wouldn't be 
I'm not worried at all from that, you know, that performance. I think the amount of chances we'd had if we'd been sort of vaguely sort of lethal on the day, we'd have absolutely destroyed them, you know, to a similar extent that we did the, their sister club, uh, Leipzig. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, performance-wise, I think there's plenty, plenty there um, to admire. And I think obviously Klopp's going to go away and have a sort of think about how he wants to sort of set up uh, for the Community Shield because he did come out directly after and said, well, you know, Nunez was sort of given the short end of the stick, could have probably thrived a bit more. He was getting in all these great positions, but it was only isolated. I think there was that, I can't remember, it was, I think it was, oh, was it the first? I think it was, the, yeah, the first half. I think it was that ball from Kaiser, a bit of a lofted ball, a bit, bit more sort of direct than maybe we're used to at Liverpool. Uh, but, you know, he picks out Nunez in the box and, you know, you think if he gets it sort of tied under tighter control and gets a shot, you know, it, it is such yeah. a completely different option. I know I'm kind of um, going off on a, on a sort of tangent, here, but I think fun- fundamentally, even in both halves with the different sides, there was a really a lot to admire about how we were sort of um, getting about our business. Um, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm not really bothered. As you pointed out yourself, Mick, you know, we've got these really grueling sort of training sessions that are going on either side of this. Um, obviously, Salzburg have started this season, that intensity in training would have dropped a, li- a little bit somewhat to accept, you know, the reality of the season that we started. And obviously, the same thing will happen. On our end when our season does eventually get started, um, sort of with the community shield, um, but more officially with Fulham. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think not, nothing to worry about too much. <laughs> but you just mentioned the community shield, then uh, Faros, we might as well get into <laughs> Has that. Has to be mentioned. We might as well get into that absolute mammoth game, not. Um, but yeah, Jay, <laughs> we, we haven't won it. We haven't won it since two thousand and six. Oof. Um, so. What's that? Sixteen years, uh, long mm. time. We beat Chelsea two one with a John Henrique scored an absolute belter run the whole length of the pitch and scoring. Uh, so that, yeah. was, that was good. Um, we've lost it twice recently, obviously on Arsenal to pens and on to, to City on pens as well. So mm. it would be nice to win it, wouldn't it? It's one of we say this every time we're in it. it it'd be nice to win it, but if we don't, it's only a little shit in pot trophy anyway. So <laughs> yeah, fifty p as everyone uh, calls it. I, I said that in Paris. I mean, it'd be nice to win it, but if not, give a shit about the Champions League. You know, uh, um, no, it makes always nice to uh, set set markers and all that sort of stuff. But me and Farrell said, didn't we, before we started recording that there's been times where we, you know, lost the Charity Shield, and uh, I said there's been times. I mean, one time we lost the Charity Shield and we ended up winning the league. So you can't really make up your mind. Other than though we're playing City and people think, oh, it's psychology, getting one over on him, stuff like that. It, it doesn't matter at all. City might beat us um, on Saturday, but we've, we've lost them before and still won the league. So it, it doesn't really matter. It's a, a chance to set, set a marker, absolutely. It'd be nice to lift it. And then Klopp's got the full set. Jordan Henderson's then got the full set. I mean, he's got the full set anyway. But he's, you know what I mean? It's just adding it and just getting one over on him. Maybe we'll start counting it in photographs as winning, you know, the domestic treble. Maybe we'll start doing that, you know, like 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 them lot did. But now nah, it'd be nice to win it. But listen, the the season starts at Fulham. That's all I'm looking forward to. That's that's where I'll start getting my knickers in a twist about the team lineup and you know making subs on sixty minutes when it's fucking nil nil probably and all that sort of stuff because it's the first away game in a freshly rebuilt Craven Cottage and it's. Carvalho's old club and everything's just there, isn't it? Just for the mess up. But go again. I'm going off a tangent now. Sorry. Um, the the charity shield, mate. Be nice to win it, but if we don't, fine. Yeah, and and Farrell, I think Klopp confirmed that about an hour ago that 
that Allison won't be fit for it. Obviously, we saw pictures that mm. he was in training, but then Klopp got asked and said he's not going to be fit, which is which is a shame. Um, but he will be fit for Fulham, which, like Jay rightly says, is the is the one we're all looking forward to. That is the start of the of the Premier League season. But obviously, we haven't had Keller because he's also injured. I thought Adrian had a bit of a wobble last night when he comes running out doing like a karate kick, but it was offside. Um, but he made a few good saves as well, so it's, it looks like it's going to be him in goal. So I just thought we'd have a little chat about who we reckon um, will start that game, and I just thought I'd come to you first, Farrell. So obviously you've got Adrian in goal. Give us your um, give us your other ten members of the team that are going to start against Man City. Um, I oof, okay. So um, it's, yeah, your fullbacks are obviously sorted. You Robbo and Trent. Um, Central defence, if you're judging by what happened against Salzburg, you'd say it's probably going to be Matip and uh, and Van, uh, Van Dijk. I was quite surprised he didn't have Canate um, starting alongside Van Dijk in the second half, uh, to be honest, given the way preseason was shifting, but it seems to be heading that way. Um, midfield, I, re- I reckon it's just going to be a pretty much your bog standard Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago. Um, up front, uh, again, I think Firmino, um Salah and Diaz. I, I, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a similar sort of mindset to Jay. I, I think the more I'm, I'm not, I could really care less about the lineup that's going to be set up against City. I think the far more interesting lineup is is how we set up against Fulham. Um, I think this is going to be pretty much bog sort of bog sort of standard. Jay, do you echo those thoughts. Hundred percent echo it. <laughs> I'll be happy Here's with that. Anyway, build, build up a show for a community you, shield. It's pointless, isn't it? Yeah, so I much mean, disrespect. I know it's, it is. It's terrible. <laughs> it is, it's absolutely terrible. And it's a game we don't play that often. You know what I mean? In terms of like, you know, you've you've got to win one to get it get, to get into it. So um, it'd be nice. It's just weird. It, it's it's in Leicester. It's not at Wembley and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it, everything just seems a bit off at the minute. But you know, see what happens. We'll be watching it regardless. Yeah, we will be. And like you said, it's it's whether it's it's one of those things. If we lose and we still win the league then it doesn't matter but if we win, if we do win it and we win the league it's oh it was that 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 win over city that was psychologically Maybe. We that that was the start of it um but yeah we like you said before as well Jay, we've got a game on sunday against strasbourg which i'm going to which hopefully some um big players will play in um but yeah let's hope we win it and i just thought before we start wrapping up a little bit jay um you've got you had a little documentary come out recently hmm. do you want to do you want to tell everyone about it yeah where's matt's plug that he usually gets out when i'm when i when i'm plugging my documentaries <laughs> yeah um so if you're new to the channel the sammy Ippia, the story of sammy Ippia got released uh was it yeah what did we do it last night or the night before i can't remember um no night before wasn't it anyway regardless the sammy Ippia documentary has just dropped which is episode three of our Copy Origin series. Uh, we started doing it uh, with Patrick Berger. Um, we did it with Robbie Fowler. And now Sammy Hippie is the subject of that. Just sort of reflecting on the 10 years that Sammy spent with us. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, Sammy uh, seeing the trailer um, and, you know, retweeted it and, uh, sorry, put it on his Instagram and said he was looking forward to watching it. So well, Sammy's been sent it. So he's away at the minute. So obviously he'll probably get around to watching it and stuff. But it's not about that. It's about putting out out there for, for the viewers and stuff and just basically showcasing a bio of a player. There's not many documentaries on, you know, specific players and stuff. And that's what just what we want to do at the Copite podcast is just 
showcase those. And the documentary's been out for a couple of days, and the feedback to it already has been has been amazing, hasn't it, Mick? You know, really, really pleased with the feedback so far. And seems like everyone's enjoying them. So, you know, the, the more people enjoy them, the more we will make them. And um, you know, we'll we'll start guessing who will be um episode four very, very soon because I've got the itch. I finished one already and I'm like, yeah, let's just start cracking on with the next one. But yeah, thank you to everyone that's watched it so far. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, keep the comments and the likes coming because it helps mine and Mick's channel uh, grow quicker. So appreciate it. You know what? I um, Every time I saw like a Sammy Hippie story, I was like, oh, here we go. He's seen it. He's, re- he's posted it. And it was just him with a pair of like fucking ski boots on. I was like, fuck <laughs> off, Sammy. That's not what I want. That's not what I want from you right now. I know you're enjoying your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you go, have a little look on the channel, it's the most recent one, obviously, before this. So you should be able to find it. So do go and have a little watch of that. Don't, it's half an hour, but it doesn't seem like it because you get lost in the world of Sammy Hippie, which is obviously a very good world to be lost in because he's such a fucking amazing defender. And it, you don't really appreciate how good he was, maybe until you. Obviously, I'm going to say before you watch this video, you probably appreciate him anyway. But you know what I mean. Like you can you can kind of sit back and look at the amount of appearances he's put in, the, the stuff that he lifted, being captain and getting a tough off him, stuff like that, which is, um, yeah, really good, really good, and boss work again by so by Jay. So go and watch that. Um, but yeah, gents, I thought we'd leave it there. So thanks very much, Jay, for jumping on. Uh, thanks to Empire of the Cops, Farrell Keelan for jumping on again. Um, do you, do you want to be then? Do you want to be um, are you Ringo or the other one? Oh, don't give me Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> give me the other one. I don't know why I said the other one. It's so, <laughs> so, 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 so Sorry, George. Um, give me George. Yeah, I'll, take, did... I'll take George. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you did like this video, please do drop a like and comment and even comment with your score prediction we haven't done score prediction but if you want to do that then go ahead and do it um and do subscribe we're trying to hit 1.5 subs before the new season which is getting closer i think we're on 1.35 so we're not far off uh, but we're getting there if you're listening via podcast then go and give us a follow on there or leave us a rating or even one leave us a review if you're feeling extra extra generous um uh, but yeah thanks again to jay thanks again to farrell we'll be back hopefully this weekend clutching our 16th community shield but if not then fuck it doesn't matter up their heads and we'll uh yeah we'll see you next time sports social podcast network